Man, there is nothing, absolutely nothing to talk about today. So it's going to be a very quiet Spears and Ali from 3 to 5 here on ESPN Tucson. Not a full show, right? we got play-by-play coverage coming your way after the show today, but it's going to be a pretty mild Spears and Ali. Not really anything going on in the sports world. I mean, of course, Super Bowl 57 is this weekend. But, man, just not really a whole lot. Oh, wait. Yes, there is. It's madness. It is absolute chaos right now in the sports world. And if you want to call in and talk about what's been going on since the last time we were on the airways here on ESPN Tucson, you're more than welcome to do so by calling 719-1490-719-1490. NBA trade deadline is absolutely chaotic. A lot of guys going back to their former teams, and the Phoenix Suns might have just reopened. No, they they absolutely did reopen their NBA championship window. Uh, Phoenix Suns making a very big trade last night. We'll get into that here in just a couple of minutes. But again, if you want to call into the show, 719-1490 is that phone number, 719-1490. So two-hour Spears and Ali today. Uh, we're going to talk about the NBA trade, trade deadline, of course. And then we're going to talk about the Phoenix Suns and their big trade with Dana Scott from the Arizona Republic at 325. And then Greg Esposito from PHNX at 425. And then uh, later on this hour, Brad Malone from Bear Down Bias Podcast is going to talk some Arizona Wildcats basketball and also provide his thoughts on the NBA trade deadline. And then we got some uh, tickets to give away. MLS Showcase, spring training here in Tucson, Arizona. At least I think we have MLS uh, Showcase tickets to give out. Uh, But we're always giving away uh, tickets here on ESPN Tucson, so make sure you pay attention for your chance to win that as well. And then... Speaking of tickets, you know the cheapest ticket for the Super Bowl right now is currently listed at $4,986. So just under $5,000 is the cheapest ticket you can find to Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix. These tickets are the third most or the third most expensive Super Bowl um in Super Bowl history. Like the, I think number one was the Super Bowl from last year because, of course, it's in Los Angeles. It's at the new SoFi Stadium. So tickets for that game, it's going to be astronomical. But this one is number three. Very expensive tickets, but also a great matchup. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts, the two number one seeds in the NFL playoffs, meeting up against each other in the very last game. And when we talked about it you know, all this week, the, the resumes, when you compare the two, I mean, they're parallel. We're talking about each team has six All-Pros, and one of them is a Kelsey brother, and their quarterback is also an All-Pro. They have the same exact record, plus they scored the same amount of points this season going into this week. So it's a, it's, it's a match made in heaven. I'm excited for this Super Bowl. Uh, we'll talk more about important Super Bowls and also uh, some expensive tickets later on this hour. But, yes, we did confirm we are giving away MLS Showcase tickets later on so right around 350 make sure you pay attention for your chance to win uh last night was the uh, very first start of the desert showcase preseason mls soccer here in tucson with the chicago fire fc taking on sacramento fc but this saturday is a double header chicago fire fc takes on the colorado switchbacks and then real salt lake and tucson native justin glad they take on sacramento fc so double header on February 11th. That's this Saturday. And if you want tickets for that, we're giving them away coming up at 3:50. So pay attention for your chance to win. 
All right, and as always, Spears and Ali is presented by Casino Del Sol, the soul of Tucson, Tucson Federal Credit Union, and the amazing Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Let's dive right into it. Top three headlines heading into today. One. One. All right, let's talk about this NBA trade deadline because, man, a little bit after 11 p.m. Mountain Time, I was getting ready to go to bed. I had my my sleepy time bear tea all set up and ready to go. I was ready to, you know, sip on my tea and prepare myself for a good night's rest. And then Sham Sharania and Adrian Wojnarowski, the two NBA insiders, had something else in mind. Late night bomb. Man, it was a late night Woj bomb. At 11, a little bit past 11 o'clock, Woj announces that Kevin Durant has been traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and a boatload of unprotected first-round picks. So Kevin Durant is now officially a member of the Phoenix Suns. Well, not official, but when Woj and Shams and all those guys are tweeting about it, it's a done deal. And so Kevin Durant is now a member of the Phoenix Suns. And it's so funny that the trade happened on the day that Matt Ishbia, the new owner, had his introductory press conference. And people asked him, hey, what's your approach with the trade deadline coming up as the new owner? And he said, I think our roster is good the way it is. I like the way we're set up right now. Of course, we're always going to weigh our options, and we're always going to look at ways to improve as a team. Well, obviously, he was able to find a way to get Kevin Durant because Cam Johnson is a great player. Mikel Bridges, great player. And, you know, the one thing that it's, it, it, I think that the Phoenix Suns are really going to miss in those two guys is perimeter defense and also availability. Like Cam Johnson emerged as a really good, you know, third or fourth option for the Phoenix Suns at some points and until he got hurt, obviously. But now that he's back, I really like Cam Johnson a lot. Mikael Bridges has not missed a single game going back to his college career. Like we were talking about hundreds of games between his time at Villanova and also in the NBA with the Phoenix Suns. The dude has been available every single game for the Phoenix Suns. So the durability is always a really good ability. Anytime you can add that to your team, you're an asset. And Mikael Bridges was an asset for the Phoenix Suns. And he's been getting better and better as the years have progressed during his NBA career. With that being said, you have to trade for a guy like Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is a starter in the Eastern Conference uh, All-Star game. I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. I know that they pick teams. Um, I'm, I'm just curious, like, are they going to recognize him as an Eastern Conference All-Star and they can even mention his affiliation with the Brooklyn Nets because that's why he is an All-Star for what he did in the first half of the season with the Brooklyn Nets. But now that he's a member of the Phoenix Suns, you add that kind of star power like a Kevin Durant, a guy who is pushing seven feet tall, who can play the three, can play the, floor, the, the four, can score from any part of the floor. Kevin Durant is one of the greatest scorers in NBA history, even in his mid-30s. And I know that he's an aging superstar, and a lot of people aren't a really big fan of the aging superstars nowadays, especially at the price like a Kevin Durant. But KD is a two-time champion. Now, some people will put asterisks next to his championships because he joined the super talented Golden State Warriors team, but he still had a big role in those guys winning titles. He still is 
one of the best players in basketball right now when he's healthy. And you add a superstar player like a Kevin Durant, and you match him up with a walking double-double in DeAndre Ayton. You put him up with an all-star shooting guard in Devin Booker, and you put him with a longtime savvy veteran in a guy like Chris Paul. Now, I have my opinions on Chris Paul in the playoffs. For me, I think he chokes a little too much in the playoffs. You know, you look at every single stop that he's been at during his NBA career, Chris Paul has notoriously choked. When he was with the the now the Pelicans, the New Orleans Hornets, when he was there, they blew a 2-0 series lead. When he was with the Rockets, how many 3-1 series leads did they blow? In the NBA Finals with the Phoenix Suns, he blew a 2-0 series lead. So really at every single stop that he's been at, with the exception of Oklahoma City, he has blown a lot of playoff leads. And I get that it's a team sport. You can't really fault the dude for you know his team's inability to win a playoff series, but he's always been a top one or two player on every single team that he's played for. He's also been the point guard on these teams. So he has a significant impact on the game. We need to hold Chris Paul to a really high standard, and I always will do that. But I'm also willing to acknowledge that Chris Paul is a top five point guard of all time. So the the window on Chris Paul winning a championship, it seemed like it was slammed shut. Now with addition like Kevin Durant, it's it's opened it back up again because Kevin Durant is a great superstar. Devin Booker is a great shooting guard, and DeAndre Ayton is a solid big man. He was your number one overall pick five years ago, and you wanted to build your team around him. Now fast forward, you still have your number one overall pick, but he's also really your third or fourth option, which is a win for the Phoenix Suns because when Kevin Durant requested a trade in the offseason during the summertime, and he said that he always wanted to go to the Phoenix Suns, well, the Brooklyn Nets were asking, okay, well, give us DeAndre Ayton. Give us Chris Paul. Give us all these uh, these other assets that were very important. And all they got rid of was Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. And th- those guys are going to be missed. But you didn't have to get rid of DeAndre Ayton. And that's what the Brooklyn Nets were asking all along for DeAndre Ayton. And now you're the Phoenix Suns, and you keep DeAndre Ayton, you keep Chris Paul, and you add a guy like Kevin Durant. Man, the Phoenix Suns are going to be a pretty scary team. You know, as as a diehard Lakers fan, as a guy that, you know, it, it wants to see my team win a championship, game recognizes game. The Phoenix Suns have a core that can get them not only to the Western Conference Finals, but back to the NBA Finals. But And I'm, I'm really worried. I'm curious how the matchups are going to go when they meet up with a team like a Denver Nuggets when they have somebody to match up with Nikola Jokic because obviously DA I don't think really is that guy to match up with him but if you need a versatile guy who's close to the same height as DA and can play multiple positions Kevin Durant's not a terrible defender Um, so he's going to help out in terms of that with length and matchups and all that but what's going to happen when they go up against a player like Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NBA Finals? Um, to, to me, I think the Phoenix Suns got a lot better, but still work to be done. And I, I could see this team losing before they get to the NBA Finals, but I can also see this team winning the whole thing. Because when you add a guy like Kevin Durant, that is absolutely big time. So Matt Ishbia, day one on the job, and he gets Kevin Durant. <laughs> job well done for Mr. Matt Ishbia. And with the addition of Kevin Durant, the Phoenix Suns have now 
moved up to the second-best odds to win the NBA championship behind the Boston Celtics. So the, uh, the Suns are now plus 450 to win, according to Caesars Sportsbook. Uh, plus, other NBA trade de deadline mess or chaos happened today. Uh, not only is Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns, but the Warriors are sending James Wiseman to the Detroit Pistons. John Wall gets traded back to the Rockets. Patrick Beverly has been traded to the Orlando Magic for Mo Bamba. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, the guy who was the number two overall pick several years ago. He's now back in L.A. because the Lakers got rid of uh, Russell Westbrook. And just a lot of movement happening during the NBA trade deadline. But we'll talk about all of that at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Let's move to headline number two. Two. Big night for Arizona basketball. Most importantly, the Arizona women's basketball team. They're hosting the Stanford Cardinal at McHale Center, and we have a nice little top 20 matchup between these two teams. And, you know, this is going to be a great game to attend. And, and if you haven't yet, purchase your tickets now and also make your way to McHale Center as soon as you can because the first 1,000 fans who attend the game tonight will get an Adia Barnes bobblehead. And we had Adia Barnes on the show yesterday, so in case you missed that interview, go check it out on the Spears and Ali podcast. But it's a big one tonight. Arizona women's basketball, they're coming off two incredible wins on the road against the L.A. schools. It's been uh, 22 years since the last time Arizona swept USC and UCLA on the road. And how they did it was impressive. I mean, it took a combined three overtimes in order to beat the, these teams. But the adversity that they had, they were able to overcome it. That game against UCLA, top 15 matchup. UCLA is a really good team. And the Bruins had the Wildcats on the ropes. But what happened? Shayna Pellington, Arizona down the stretch. They were so clutch. They made 10 of 10 free throws down the stretch. They were able to send the game into overtime. They needed a couple of uh, overtime periods to do it. But the double overtime thriller against UCLA was a big win. Now you get a win over a ranked opponent. But how can you follow that up? Yeah, you beat UCLA. But let's see if you can go for the kill. Go for the sweep. See if you can beat USC. And USC, once again, had Arizona on the ropes. But Kate Reese and her 33 points lifted Arizona to victory. So this past weekend, you saw Shayna Pellington. You saw Kate Reese. The two veterans for Adia Barnes's club really step up big time for the Arizona Wildcats. Now, unfortunately, you got the Stanford Cardinal in town. And Stanford, they have, uh, was it? Haley Jones, Cam Brink, I mean, two All-Americans, two Stanford greats. I mean, they have McDonald's All-Americans coming off the bench. Stanford is a really good team. They are a powerhouse, and they're coming off a loss against Washington. So they're going to be ready to go tonight against the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, Tip-off for that game is at 7.30 p.m. And also later on tonight at 9 p.m., the Arizona men's basketball team back in action against the Cal Golden Bears. And to be honest with you, I don't think this one is going to be close. Uh, Devin Askew from Cal is dealing with a sports hernia injury, and so he's not playing. Uh, their best players are out, and Cal, their record, 3-20. and 20. They, are three, they have three wins and 20 losses. Meanwhile, Arizona has 21 wins and three losses. So their records are flip-flopped. Arizona's playing really good basketball right now, have won six in a row, three straight sweeps, and then... Cal, on the other hand, ugh, just disgusting basketball by them. I think Mark Fox's days are numbered at Cal. But uh, 
hey, if you're Arizona, you can't trip up tonight. We've seen this team kind of stoop down to other opponents' levels. They can't have that tonight. They can't have a, a game where they can just expect to come in and just play absolutely sloppy and lose. I, I hope I hope that's not the case. I don't think that's going to be the case. But hey, Cal at home, they're going to give Arizona their best shot. I don't I don't think Arizona is going to have too much trouble. But hey, you never know. That game, 9 p.m. at, at Pac, on Pac-12 Networks, and that game is being played in Berkeley. And then, uh, plus, Azulis Tubelis was named on a couple of watch lists, but we'll just discuss that in the 4 o'clock hour. Let's go to headline number three. 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 Our third headline for today, Arizona softball begins their season. Later on tonight at 6 p.m., they take on Long Beach State at Rita Hillenbrand Stadium in the second game of the Candrea Classic. Uh, there's a game going on right now. The Kansas Jayhawks are taking on Long Beach State for the first game of the Candrea Classic, and then Arizona will have the second game tonight at Rita Hillenbrand Stadium at 6 p.m. And Kaitlin Lowe in her first season took Arizona to the Women's College World Series, uh, returns a lot of players. Yes, they lost uh, a couple of star players to UCLA in the transfer portal, but Carly Scoopin, the Tucson native, Ali Skaggs, uh, plus they also have Devin Nets, in the circle as well, and among other notable pitchers. Arizona has some really good talent coming back this season, and I'm excited to see what they can do in Caitlin Lowe's second season at the helm. Coming up next on Spears and Ali, man, wild NBA trade deadline. Let's talk about what the Phoenix Suns did in regards to Kevin Durant with Dana Scott from the Arizona Republic. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Welcome back to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM. One of, no, no, I almost said it. I almost said it. It's like saying your your ex's name. I don't know why I had it. I've been doing such a great job of not saying you you know what. But, yes, we're on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD, Channel 4, ESPN and the ESPN Tucson mobile app. ESPN Tucson, we are giving you half-price Friday deals. Starting on Friday. Go to ESPNTucson.com and click the Half Price Friday Deals link to purchase $50 in Coffee Exchange Bistro gift certificates for just $25. Uh, Coffee Exchange Bistro, they are a great place to gather and enjoy high-quality hot and iced coffees, lattes, teas, smoothies, specialty drinks, breakfast foods, sandwiches, burgers, wraps, salads, and more. They also have exceptional drive through service and, of course, live music every so often, and they're located at 6841 East Camino Principal Road, just near Tanka Verde. Check out all the details on this place at ESPNTucson.com. Been to Coffee Exchange Bistro a few times, and I, I can attest they do have some, some good breakfast sandwiches. Also, don't forget to uh, text ESPN Tucson to 95938 to join the ESPN Tucson Mobile Club. You'll get updates from us about events, deals, contests, and alerts you need to know about of course, message and data rates may apply. So we got Dana Scott joining us here in just a little bit, Phoenix Suns beat reporter uh, for the Arizona Republic. Uh, him and Dwayne Rankin do a great job covering the Phoenix Suns, so we'll talk to him about his thoughts on Kevin Durant, and then we'll have Greg Esposito from PHNX joining the show uh, later on at 425 as well. Uh, Dana Scott from the Arizona Republic joining us now on ESPN Tucson. Dana, always a pleasure chatting with you. And I, I don't think we have really too much to talk about in regards to the Phoenix Suns. I think uh, where they make one, you know, just small trade to get Kevin Durant for the Brooklyn Nets, my goodness, man, that is <laughs> that is huge. And as someone who covers the Phoenix Suns 
knows what this roster is capable of. I know that Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges are beloved players in the Valley, and I know that the Phoenix Suns are really going to miss those two guys. But acquiring a player like a Kevin Durant, Dana, we were talking about you know possibly the Phoenix Suns and their championship window being slammed shut. I think acquiring KD opens things back up for the Phoenix. Yes, indeed. Uh, they actually... Hold on, Dana. We're, we still can't hear you, unfortunately. Are you, are you uh, connected to AirPods by any chance? I am. Uh, okay. All right, so while Dana uh, fixes his AirPods, uh, I will say this. Kevin Durant is a terrific player. He is an all-star player, one of the not only best scorers in NBA history. I mean, he's just one of the top small forwards, period. And when you match a guy like that up with Devin Booker, who's an all-star shooting guard, DeAndre Ayton, who's a walking double-double, and you also still get to keep Chris Paul. Now, I know I give Chris Paul a hard time here, but Chris Paul doesn't have to be the second option like he once was a couple years ago when they went to the NBA Finals. He could really be that third or fourth guy. And with an aging guy like him, that's a perfect scenario for him. Uh, let's see if we got Dana Scott back on. Dana, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yep, we can hear you perfectly clear, my friend. So the floor is yours. What do you make of the yeah, Kevin Durant trade? Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can. Just, okay, great. Just want to make sure. All right. So the thing about Kevin Durant is when you have him, you have a chance to win a championship every year. And that basically is the seismic shift of the Western Conference, uh, him coming back to the West, that uh, the Suns could be a Western Conference champion for the first time in their history. And, yes, there's my trepidation, though. His health and Chris Paul's health, as well as Devin Booker's health. Uh, Chris Paul is 38 years old, going to the playoffs in, in May. Um, and Kevin Durant is 35 years old this year. And so I want you to know that – Super teams the past 15 years, uh, they've worked only a couple times with the Celtics and with the Warriors when Kevin Durant joined them back in 2016, and they won in 17 and 18. Yeah. Um, the best thing that I could say about this is that on paper, they look great, but I really am concerned about long-term that if they don't win this year, they have basically have shortened the window of winning a title because Chris Paul only has so many years left. And I know in 2012 when Steve Nash joined the Lakers and Dwight Howard joined the Lakers and they had Pau Gasol and Kobe Bryant, it blew up and imploded right in their face and they were out within the first round. And it was signified by Dwight Howard throwing the chair when he was thrown out of the game on their elimination game yeah. uh, in the first round that year. Yeah. So the thing with Kevin Durant is if he can stay healthy as he has basically had similar injuries since last year uh, with his knee and he had his Achilles blown out in the 2019 final and can he stay up to par? He will produce, but will they, they basically sold the farm. And my metaphor for the window is that the Suns, James Jones and the new owner, Matt Ishbia, basically took a second mortgage out on their house, their future. 2023, 2025, 2027, 2029 first-round picks and a 2028 first uh, swap. 
Yeah. And so for that reason, they, they basically gave the Brooklyn Nets what they needed in return for what they did at the James Harden trade, selling their own farm to Houston to get James Harden. And you saw where that led. Absolutely. And then you saw what happened with the Lakers and getting rid of Westbrook. And then you saw what happened uh, with Philly a couple years ago when they got Jimmy Butler and they paired him with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And that didn't last more than a rental of Jimmy Butler when he was on an expiring contract. And so, and then he led the Heat to the finals in the bubble the following year. So, super teams basically have shown over the past greater greater part of 10 years that they don't work. But if this works, then this is the greatest return on investment that we're ever going to see, not only in Phoenix history, but in NBA history. And uh, super teams have been around ever since the 60s. We saw this with Philadelphia in 1983 when they got Moses Malone paired with Dr. J, and they had four All-Stars and Andrew Tony and Maurice Cheeks that year in 83. So they better make this work. Otherwise, they basically gave up their future, and it will shoot them in the foot. Yeah. Well, Dana, I'm also curious about I, – I know that this makes them a better team, in my opinion, and I think that the odds are going to show that, that they're considered one of the top teams, not only in the Western Conference but in the NBA. But I'm I'm wondering, you know, when they run into, let's say, a, a Denver, when they have a Nikola Jokic, do we trust DeAndre Ayton to match up with a guy like him? How about in the the NBA Finals against Milwaukee Bucks? It seemed like they didn't they didn't really have an answer for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Does Kevin Durant help him out on that end? Absolutely, they do have an answer now for Giannis and on the offensive end. But this is where DeAndre Ayton needs to become the defensive specialist that he is, the rim protector that he is. He doesn't need to be the uh, 20 and 15 guy. He can be uh, maybe a 12 and 20 guy and and also with five blocks. This yeah. is where he needs to become the defender that they drafted him for, not just the guy who can just dominate the paint on the offensive end, they have guys who can do that. Kevin Durant takes the load off of him as a scorer. And so when they run into a guy like Jokic, Jokic has said that Aiton is one of the hardest players he's played against in the league. And that's a huge tip of the cap from the Joker, the two-time reigning MVP, and could win his third straight this year because he's playing at that level. So with Denver, as good as they are, they actually the Suns now have an answer and a defender in the middle who can stop him at seven, basically um, at six ten, and Jokic is is so dangerous. But Kevin Durant, you know, if he stays healthy, he has help to basically hedge and help him a little bit, dropping down from being the wing that he is to play inside and outside, and Biombo off the bench to give a, a breather, keep him out of foul trouble, yeah. and Jock Landell as well because that's their jobs. Absolutely. So it wasn't just the Phoenix Suns who made a big trade uh, at the NBA trade deadline. It, it seems like the entire Western Conference really got better. I saw the Clippers traded for Bones Highland from the Denver Nuggets. We saw what the Lakers did acquiring D'Angelo Russell and Mo Bamba and get rid- getting rid of Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. The Mavericks getting Kyrie Irving. Man, the West is so stacked. How do you just kind of view the playoff picture from this point? Well, like I said last week on your show, uh, the impossible is possible in the NBA. And so with all the moves that we're seeing, uh, with I, I really see that – look out for the Clippers and what they're doing. They just moved John Wall, okay? Yeah. 
Yeah. John Wall is back in Houston, which is kind of funny because he just said on a podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, basically chided them for tanking when they had him. And and so now he's back <laughs> with where he started, right? Yeah. So, um, and, 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 and the fact that they basically paid him to sit out and then they traded in the Clippers. So what I see with the Clippers is that they're probably making a move to get Russell Westbrook, to keep him in L.A. and basically have him go across the street or across the hall, really, uh, within the Staples Center to play alongside Paul George and Kawhi Leonard because they need another guy who is an effective scorer. John Wall has been a disappointment. Even though he's had some flashes of his old self, he's averaging 11 a game. So sending him to Houston, they'll probably look to pick up Russ out of the buyout market because I anticipate, and many of the talking heads and, uh, and sources anticipate that Russ will be bought out uh, from Utah after the trade who went down from the Lakers yesterday. So that is probably going to uh, lead to the Clippers wanting to pick him up at the buyout market, and we'll see uh, whether they will extend Russ after this year. And the Clippers, they're actually not playing terrible. I mean, there's a lot of parity in the Western Conference right now, and they're in the middle of the pack. Yeah. And so – I anticipate where the Suns, they're in the ninth spot right now. They are, they've won nine of the last 11. They will probably be finishing somewhere within the uh, four or five spots. Look at them for the Clippers to be right there in the middle and be in the first round playoff picture with them uh, and see where if they can get past them in order to get to Denver in this next round. Real quick, Dana, before we let you go, Super Bowl 57 up in your neck of the woods this weekend. Who do you got in the big game? Yeah, I'm actually in the middle of covering Super Bowl events on my way to cover NFL Honors tonight, and it's an honor for me to do that. Um, and so it's a madhouse over here in downtown Phoenix. I got the Eagles uh, because I, I, I definitely see the uh, – there, there's no underdog really in this game even though Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have more experience going to three or four Super Bowls, um, you know, basically Super Bowls. And I really anticipate that the Eagles will come and prevail because they have a stronger defense and a lot of weapons uh, on offense with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Um, I, I like what they have with Darius Slay and also with uh, Gardner Johnson as their D-backs. Uh, and, and, and what they, their, their other pass rushers. Um, it'll be really, really fun game to watch and see what Patrick Mahomes can pull out you know, on the run. It's hopefully his health will, will hold up. And Eagles are basically RPO speed wagon, as I like to call it, because <laughs> there's just so many run plays for Jalen Hurts when he gets out the pocket. And he's so dangerous uh, getting down the field and hard to stop. And that will lead to a lot of red zone plays for the Eagles, and they'll probably capitalize on that. Dana Scott from the Arizona Republic, covering the Phoenix Suns, covering Super Bowl 57. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and find his work at azcentral.com. Dana, always appreciate you. Thank you once again, my friend. Thank you so much, and I hope you heard all my last points. Uh, sorry if my headphones caved uh, out on you. Oh, no, it was extra crisp, my friend, as always. Thanks, Dana. All right, thank you so much, Justin. Thank you. Go Super Bowl. I agree with him on the Eagles' take. And the more I think about it, the more I'm leaning towards the, the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, let's talk about Super Bowl. Let's talk about NBA trade deadline. Plus, 
Arizona basketball and their game tonight against the Cal Golden Bears. And we're going to do that with Brad Malone for the Bear Down Bias podcast. Stay tuned. It's game day in the Bay Area. Bay Area basketball. We got the Arizona Wildcats playing against the Cal Golden Bears in Berkeley. So, of course, I had to get some Bay Area music. Had to get E-40, the Bay Area's finest. And you can't listen to E-40 without doing a ooh. Just got to do it. All right, let's talk some Arizona basketball with Brad Malone from the Bear Down Bias podcast. Brad, great to hear from you. How's it going, my friend? Great, Justin. Actually, I actually saw E-40 at the airport once in LAX. And the best part about it is it's in the Southwest Terminal. So <clears throat> I guess it was a baller on a budget. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, man, even even high-profile rappers, they, they fly Southwest too, my friend. Um, but, yeah. but, Brad, man, we got lots to discuss today. Uh, let's first start off with Arizona basketball. Um, you know, big – I wouldn't say big one. They're just playing a basketball game tonight in the Bay Area against Cal. Cal is terrible. They are three and twenty. Arizona's twenty-one and three. So the Wildcats, on paper, should just come out and take care of business. You know, in the first three minutes of the game, um, Arizona man, they're looking good right now. Uh, what do you think just about how they have looked, and how do you feel about them going into the NCAA tournament? I've been pleasantly surprised the last three weeks, just how they've just kind of flipped the switch. I know it's hard to do that in college basketball. Um, but I guess the thing that I've always worried about is just last year's in the NCAA tournament last year, they kind of got, uh, they were woken up a little bit by TCU and how tough they were from the big 12. And then you get Houston who just manhandled them. So getting Courtney Ramey this year, um, well, I'm hoping that that's going to be the game changer because, you know, Courtney Ramey's always talking about being in the big 12 and he talks about being in the big 12 all the time, kind of like Momo Jones talked about being from New York. Like it comes up almost in every press conference. So I am, I mean, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also opt or a little pessimistic just because with college basketball, anything can happen, but I'll be watching. I'm watching tonight. I love it. It's my favorite thing. That's funny. They bring up Momo Jones always talking about how he's from New York. And then Courtney Ramey talking about, he's always from, the Big Twelve. It kind of reminds me of The Office when uh, Andy Mer- Andy Bernard, Cornell. the yeah, the Nard Dog would always tell people, "I went to Cornell." It's like, oh boy, you went to Cornell? Yeah. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> all right, but Azulis Tubelis has been big time for Arizona, Brad, and you know, he's getting now after this past week, starting to get some national uh, national love from pundits and also awards. Um, he was just named to the Naismith 30-player midseason watch list, and he was also named to the Carl Malone midseason award watch list as well. So Azulis Tubelis is getting a lot of love, and, uh, he, man, he and deservedly so, man. He's been playing out of his mind, especially ever since 2023 started. Oh, that's one thing I'm, I'm so happy for him because I know last year, um, at the end, everyone was kind of dumping on him and just kind of giving him a hard time. And even him, he came out and said, you know, Houston's a number five seed. I didn't really expect them to be what they were. And I thought he was going to be a big piece to this puzzle this year, but I had no idea he was going to be as good as he was, um, or he is right now. And then that game last week against Oregon, he was just in the zone. Like every time he touched the ball, 
you know, Tommy Lloyd had talked about, he'd hardly ever seen it in his career, like 10 times ever, where he'd reference Adam Morrison about how that happened to him a lot. Now he was just, he knew every single time he was going to shoot the ball, it was going to go in. Um, so I'm extremely happy for him. And he's another reason I think maybe, maybe I'm not as pessimistic going into March just because maybe he's learned his lesson from last year, but there's still a lot of time left, a lot of games left. Anything can happen, you know, and even with the short, um, bench of seven guys we've been very fortunate this year not to have any injuries um i'm trying to knock on wood here somewhere there sounds some but that's that's kind of my biggest fear is just the injury bug and you know if we could avoid that i I don't see why arizona couldn't contend for you know final four berths yeah i was gonna say brad be careful with the whole injury conversation especially as arizona's about to play cal in berkeley you remember the last right. time that what happened Brandon, when Arizona lost Brandon to Cal Ashley. in Berkeley? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that, Wildcat fans. So. I apologize. <laughs> uh, all right, Brad, that was, let's move on to uh, some big NBA trade deadline news. Kevin Durant is now a member of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, what, what's your take on this big trade? Because I thought the Phoenix Suns championship window was slammed shut, and now – the acquisition like Kevin Durant, you have to you have to feel pretty good about the Phoenix Suns' chances of winning a championship. Oh yeah, I woke, I got a text from my cousin in Texas today, and he said, uh, "While you were sleeping, Kevin Durant was traded to the Phoenix Suns." And that's a pretty good text to you know wake up to. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and you think about the history of the Suns and all the trades they've had. I think the Barkley one is still. The big, well, I guess we'll see. If Duran ends up getting the title, obviously this would be the biggest one. But Barkley was kind of the big, the first superstar in Phoenix. Then when Shaq came, um, but he was a little bit, you know, down his career a little bit, so he wasn't in his prime. Um, but they kind of did the same thing that they did with Shaq. We kind of just said all in that they're doing with KD. But the good thing is KD is still kind of in his prime, I would say. And one thing KD doesn't get a lot of credit for is saving USA basketball in the last Olympics. Um, everyone always rips on him because of Golden State and, you know, touring the world with all these teams. But, you know, he, he saved Steve Kerr and the United States over there. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have won the gold last yeah. time. Brad Malone from the Bear Down Bias podcast joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. All right, Brad, so this weekend – I, I feel like this week, man, like Phoenix, the Valley – is at the center of everything because you have Kevin Durant getting traded to the Suns. You have the Waste Management Phoenix Open. You also have Super Bowl 57. The Arizona Cardinals have hired – well, we'll get to that part later on. But uh, they haven't really hired anybody. That's that's the joke there. But, man, it, it feels like Phoenix is – Oh, just... good. I was like, I missed the news. What? I didn't know <laughs> no. somebody. No, all these things are happening in Phoenix except for hiring an NFL head coach. But, man, Super Bowl 57 is a big one. It's going down to Phoenix – Give us a prediction. You got the Eagles or the Chiefs? Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, 25-23 in this one. Um, and if Michael Bidwell is listening, which I'm sure he is, uh, I just want to recommend him, don't think about it too hard. You know, just, just make a good decision. Now, you already missed out on Harbaugh. You already missed on Peyton. I don't know where we're going to go from now, but just don't overthink it and uh, – that's one thing that concerns me about the Cardinals is they always, and I'm just a guy, I'm just the average Joe, but I feel like they've, they think they're smarter than they really are. And they make these weird decisions. So uh, 
I mean, I'm up for the job if they want to hire me. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, a Tecmo Bowl was about as good as I did in football, but, um, you know, at least it'd be fun. At least I could get a good severance package out of it. <laughs> so are you going with the Eagles or the Chiefs? Sorry, I said <laughs> Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs 25, okay. Eagles 23. I apologize. I went on a rant there. Yeah, you were like, okay, screw the Super Bowl. Let's get this head coach yeah. in place. You know what? I'm actually really surprised that Eric Bieniemy hasn't been brought up. You know, we talk about like a great offensive mind and what he's done with the the Chiefs, and I know Andy Reid has a big hand in their whole operation, but I'm kind of stunned that Bieniemy hasn't at least been given one interview. I know he's a guy that's been overlooked the last couple of years. Yeah, um, but I'd be happy to have him as a Cardinals coach. I think he could, uh, you know, take that job and show that he's an offensive mind and he's a guy that can, you know, call the shots. But uh, I think that's why he might be inclined to take the offensive coordinator gig with the Baltimore Ravens or another place to show that, hey, it's not just Andy Reid. I got some say in this thing too, but I digress. That is Brad Malone from the Bear Down Bias podcast. Brad, what can you tell the people about what you got cooking up at the Bear Down Bias podcast? Oh, this week we did a – every week on the on the podcast we always do kind of a week in review. We go – Go through the games kind of bullet point style. And we talked about Azulista Bellis' great 40-point game. Um, and uh, on the beardownbias.substack.com, uh, my Arizona Wildcats blog, I continue to go through the 88-team season. Uh, coming up next is actually the the game Arizona lost, the last game they lost before uh, they fought their final loss of the season in the Final Four. So, that's I'm looking forward to writing about that just because it's a Stanford game and that Stanford game kind of grew into a big rivalry there. Absolutely. With Mike Montgomery, so just uh, look for that. I guess thanks. Uh, thanks for uh, the pub. I always appreciate you, Brad. Thank you once again, and looking forward to the next time, my friend. Have a good one. That is Brad Malone for the Bear Down Bias Bear podcast. Down. Have a good one, Brad. You too. All right, now time to give away some MLS showcase tickets. You want to go see soccer, MLS soccer, that is in Tucson, Arizona. Well, we have. An opportunity for you. We're giving away a pair of tickets coming up next. We got some MLS soccer here in Tucson this spring. Right now, actually. If you want tickets to the 13th annual Desert Showcase preseason MLS, call in right now. 719-1490. 719-1490. Caller number one will get a pair of tickets to this event. Now you can go to you can go and take these tickets to any match. So it's not like you're dedicated to one single match. And you have your choice of three matches. On Saturday, there's a doubleheader at Keno North Stadium. You got Chicago Fire FC versus the Colorado Switchbacks. And that match is set for 3 p.m. And then following that match, you have Real Salt Lake and Sacramento FC at 6 p.m. So a doubleheader on February 11th. That's this Saturday. Or you can wait till next Saturday and see Real Salt Lake versus Chicago Fire FC. That match is at 11 a.m. at Keno North Stadium. So, great weather, professional soccer here in town. FC Tucson always does a great job putting this event together. It's soccer at the highest level, and we're getting it here in Tucson, Arizona. So, call in 719-1490. Call in number one. We'll get those tickets to FC Tucson Presents 13th Annual Desert Showcase Preseason MLS Soccer. Um, okay, so we got a couple minutes left here of hour number one. And since today's Thursday, we've got to do a little bit of a throwback Thursday segment because Super Bowl 57 is this week in Glendale. And 
I got me thinking about some notable Super Bowls. You know, Super Bowls that I've watched, and it. I whenever I think about epic Super Bowls, you know, these will always come to mind. Um, I gotta probably do the Philadelphia Eagles beating the New England Patriots one. Uh, I will always remember that because just how weird it was to see Nick Foles step in as a backup quarterback at the end of the regular season and then carry the Eagles all throughout the playoffs and then end up in the Super Bowl. And then you think, man, the former Arizona Wildcat, is he going to actually lead the Philadelphia Eagles to Super Bowl win over Tom Brady in the New England Patriots? I just felt like the magic was up. And then Nick Foles and his magic came to play on a Super Bowl Sunday, beating the New England Patriots 41-33. to Nick Foles is the first ever Arizona Wildcat to win Super Bowl MVP. And, you know, watching him at the University of Arizona, I always thought he was a great quarterback. But did I ever think that he'd be winning the Super Bowl and win Super Bowl MVP? Not a chance. But putting up 41 points in that game, also having an impressive performance, Nick Foles will always have a memorable Super Bowl performance. But then, you know, there's also some epic collapses. You know, you have the undefeated Patriots in the first ever Super Bowl that was in Glendale. The Patriots lost the New York Giants. And David Tyree with the helmet catch, you know, the the Giants and their defensive line coupled with some critical plays down the stretch from Eli Manning and his wide receivers like David Tyree and Plexico Burris. It's what led the Giants to dethroning Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And that's also what led to the 1972 Miami Dolphins popping bottles in the suites at what was then known as University of Phoenix Stadium because the Dolphins are st- still remain the only undefeated championship team in NFL history. And then who could forget the last time that the, the Super Bowl was in Phoenix, the Seattle Seahawks, all they needed to do was give the ball to Marshawn Lynch, run one yard But instead, Russell Wilson throws an interception and Tom Brady gets another Super Bowl. Lots of memorable Super Bowls in Phoenix. Will this year be another one? We'll talk about that next hour and also the NBA trade deadline. Stay tuned.